for the deluded. Like, the gold is always one, but it appears as many forms, like bangles, or necklace, whatever. That unchanged Brahman you are. Please meditate on this in your mind. Anyone has any questions, anything to clarify? I had an email from Ben, which is very important because if you see, <coughs> he asked about <coughs> artificial intelligence, AI, which is everywhere. We already struggling to control this mind and then there is a, this artificial mind has come into the being. And this artificial mind, which we call AI, can make our life easier, but can make our life hell, and can diminish the boundaries between what is real and what is fake, what is virtual. And I just have to say only one thing, that answer to all problems, whether they are of AI, or the mind are to go beyond mind. Because AI is also brainchild of our mind. And AI cannot tell you your own self. It cannot take you to the source. It can pretend to do that, but it cannot. And AI does not know the source. As I said, it can pretend to do that. You can only know yourself by your own self. You don't need any mediator. You don't need a middleman. But if our conditioning with the mind keeps us always into things and beings and gadgets, then it is very hard to know that. Even without AI, right now, <clears throat> so much of our time is gone on watching the screen, which is, uh, which is as fake as this word, you know. So for a lot of people, they say, come to reality, talk to people, be with people. Why are you on a screen? Why are you on fake? 
so that is one level of reality which a normal person talks about but then a sadhak will say or a teacher will say or in satsang will we, we will say that why you are with always looking into the people and things why don't you bring your energy here to the source ben you want to say something yes uh thank you for um uh, elaborating a bit and i uh, um understand you and i also uh, agree although um my concern is also with um, the the younger generation i think we are the last generation uh, who lived without um uh social media and constant uh, technology surrounding us and probably we will be the last one who lived without uh, artificial intelligence but uh, <clears throat> the attention span of my children for example is very short when i try to have a conversation with them uh, often they are distracted within a couple of seconds and they grab for their uh, uh, phone so I, i think i'm not the only one to notice this especially not as a parent <clears throat> but then uh, i know from experience it's very hard to to make the mind uh, turn inward and to 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 stay there even for for our generation but sometimes i wonder if i want to educate my children and they are a bit older now at adolescence how do i how how do i teach them the benefit of 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 self attentiveness self uh, attentiveness if they are uh, so easily uh, distracted so i think for future generations this will be a real problem because ai will distract us with so many desirable things and it can uh predict what where our attention uh, tends to go so we will be so easily uh, manipulated so it's like maya but then on steroids uh so I, it's a real concern <laughs> especially not so much for myself but for the future generations and our our, our children yeah mm. look anything which is destructive it causes destruction of itself at in some way or the other so we don't have to worry about it any bad thing brings its own destruction in its own way so we don't have to worry about it this worry is also coming from our mind rather than kids mind or the future generation or ai because nobody knows the future of how things are going to unfold but i need to tell you this age old thing what buddha discovered 2500 years ago still it is valid and it is still true so the value of knowing the self is not going to change whatever comes and goes and and if something is disturbing to us we will be smart enough to realize that it's not that future generation is coming out dumb they are really smart and the real smartness is the moment they understand that all these things which are decreasing our attention increasing our anxiety causing suffering they will turn back to the source there is no doubt about it so more the dis- more the distractions more people will think to come back to the source if you see in the world right now mindfulness is a accepted norm and term and in schools and educational institutes it's just being accepted nobody is scared of it or afraid of it or wants to block it from people calling it it, is, it belongs to this religion or that religion so you know when something becomes a mess for us 
we know because who has created AI, if you see, the one who has created AI knows if it is destructive, they will move. So I would suggest to you when you continue with your practice, your sadhana to abide in self, your abiding in self will help your kids automatically. You don't have to worry because worry will bring you into the domain of the mind and losing your own peace. That is not sadhana. Sadhana is accepting things as they come and moving. Whether you want to move with time or doesn't matter, but if you stay in source, you are in that stillness and the and these images keeps changing. Now it is AI, there might be something else, who knows. You know this new movie which is coming on Oppenheimer, you know, the father of atomic bomb. And I was reading his story, he actually felt that whatever he supported in it, it can lead to the destruction of the world and he was the biggest opponent of it. So we all have that wisdom which comes to us, even if we take a wrong step, we can trace back and we can do the right thing. So I don't think we should be scared of whatever is coming. So the other Ben wants to say something. Yes, Ben. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, very clearly. Um, this question uh, just came, but it's a question that is there for a couple of days now. Um, is there a moment where the the activities uh, of the mind uh, stops? Um, there's experiences of losing total connection with the world. Um, it happened during one of the last sad songs. And it's like no identity is there, no more sensation, a total uh, disidentification. And then there's a, again, sensation coming back. Um, there is no more, uh, most of the time, uh, <coughs> the sensation of uh, this is my body, this is my perception. But sometimes there's a kind of residues of ego. It depends on the situation. And that question came out. Is there a moment where there is no more ego or this image came like after a fire, after you have burned the wood, you still have the form of the wood, but you cannot burn the wood again, but you still have this kind of form. And uh, maybe it's a trick of the mind again, like, <laughs> I don't know. I would love to have your, your mm. light. I'll give you a very good example what you're talking. It's a very pertinent question, very, very important in every sadhak, in every seeker. Because the moment mind plays any trick, we think we are still in this illusory maya of mind and probably the ego is still surviving. Because otherwise, whom this mind is talking to? And I have to tell you that whatever we have fed to the mind, though now you have no interest, you are disinterested and you are abiding in stillness and you are trying your best, you have put your best efforts and grace on you and everything is, you are blessed. But that mind which is moving due to the previous momentum, tries to play its old tricks. Let's say, take this example of ego. It tries to pick up the best for this body among others, which is that is what the ego is. But the moment the body's actions done or the intention comes, 
in that pure awareness it is washed it is acknowledged and the moment it is acknowledged those actions cannot be completed it is like that impersonal space takes over all that petty jobs of ego which this body was doing in the past and that is that is what it is even if the mind plays old record or the body wants to do it cannot do it cannot do anything so sometimes it is just a smile that look what can it do it is not me and i'll tell you if you stay in that witnessing awareness mode even any type of thought which brings to you in a doubtful manner that ego still survives will be washed away will disappear will fade and it's just a play because you still have a body there is still a mind you still have people around you are living in the world but without this world so you are not deriving anything from the world that is what that awareness is that is what the pure self is it is not deriving anything nor pleasure no pain nothing not seeking anything in this world but on this screen of awareness these images changes different things happens and the mind with previous conditioning can still play something which to that impersonal presence is not right and that is that is okay and then it is just seen the moment it is seen there is no place for the mind to hide it is so transparent it is so pure because all the energy is in your heart when we stay in our heart we are always with truth whether we are with people who are worldly or we are alone or in any situation where we are only thinking about this body mind complex that awareness which is light of the lights makes it much more transparent to you than to anyone else nobody else would be knowing that what ben might be thinking to do something for its own self but ben knows it so you know more than anyone else knows you and you know others also more than they know you in that awareness so there is compassion for whole of humanity because of their ignorance and also compassion for that little small mind which is still playing some tricks in you doesn't matter it actually you lose interest so much so that you don't even dislike it you don't don't even hate because it's just conditioning everything is conditioning in our system if you see some people love heavy metal some love classical music some doesn't don't like to hear any music some can watch all sorts of sports one sports finishes they watch another sports channel another sports channel always their eyes are conditioned with that sports someone wants to just keep traveling so all this is each individual mind's conditioning and once you go beyond it you transcend you see the truth that there is no form which you can say is mine and another on the same wavelength you can say all forms belongs to you because there is no personal identity in a body that is more than enough so whatever the play continues you can call it it is like a dead wood it has it has no it has no energy left it it is it cannot do anything now but we have to just be in that awareness just seeing things as they are seeing them without the conditioning of the mind if the conditioned mind is there trying to talk to us it cannot talk to us it drops and it disappears and it has no meaning but one thing i want to tell you and caution you is that one should not be scared of it at all and have compassion for it because it's just like a gadget you know we call it artificial intelligence so it is also part of that 
artificial intelligence only conditioning it is a gadget it is a part of matter mind is matter but we are not matter though it is so subtle subtle than ether they say but still it can be picked it can be picked by nowadays by instruments our thoughts can be picked and those thoughts can be monitored in a way that that action can be performed we have that technology now so that means it's not that which is beyond time and space it is part of this matter only but what you are what you from where you perceive that is not mind everyone mixes up that with mind but th- this is the thing the sadhana is to separate that pure energy from mind from ego ego is nothing but the one who keeps talking to the mind in that pure energy that pure awareness it is you cannot define it it is undefinable because it does not belong in any form any part of matter by any attributes perhaps the closest you can come to it is it is pure silence it cannot even reject your uh, pity mind it it will just accept it whatever it is it is you know it is the doing of all these births even if you don't believe in so many births at least this birth it is just conditioning of that same is the conditioning of the body you might like some food to eat doesn't matter you know in that awareness if it can accept all beings why can't it accept just one body mind if it can accept all body minds so it doesn't matter one should never be bothered about anything coming from this mind or another mind or someone's behavior or anything because anything which concerns us takes away peace from us and brings us down to that level so whatever is happening it is just happening it's just the different forms continues though you have no energy to make it continue but there's already there is a we call it prarabdh karma from which this will continue for a while and then it will stop and on its own but whether it continues or stop or it give rise to any image in which that pure energy doesn't agree but it can accept it so that power of acceptance is there in our own energy so just staying there is enough just from that watchful eyes it is enough for things to be seen not giving any more commentary than that you know so this body this mind has helped us in some way to come up to this so we can just let it be you know and with that grace of our own awareness mind will settle it it will get into its own resting place because we need to understand this is not just the story of mind this is a story of a jiva which you can call it soul we say this soul continues its journey in from birth to next birth to next birth but this soul is completely fake fake in a sense because it thinks its own individual identity that's why it continues this journey the moment we look within and we find we can finish this ego by our just witnessing it and if it stays in some form of the other of that conditioning you are unaffected let it be just let it be
Yes, Vanessa, do you want to ask anything? Good morning. Here, here's morning because I'm speaking from Brazil. Oh, so very first good. I want yeah, I'm in Sao Paulo, good Brazil. Morning. Good morning. And now it's almost eight in very the morning. Good. So first of all, I'm so thankful, Sanjay, for you know Satsang. It's my third time now. Thank you. And um I have a question. So good morning to all. Thank you for all of you too. I'm studying psychology and uh, next year I, I graduate. So my question is, how am I going to conciliate, you know, um, working with the mind and all this teaching? And uh, so that's bothering me a little bit. You know, I know that everything is predetermined, right? We don't have free will. But still, it stays, you know, with me. How am I going to work with the mind? And so... Doesn't I, matter. You play your role. It doesn't mm. matter. Okay. okay, I'll give you an example. Being a doctor, I treat patients. Okay. And you can say everything is predestined. But then it is also predestined that I'll treat them for something and some will improve and some will not improve and some will have this thing and some... So play your role, but play your role honestly, whatever it needs, just do that honestly, that's all. Don't mix up your true identity with the role you're playing. And, and being a psychologist, you have more opportunity to come closer to those disturbed minds. And, and if you are that purest of pure in your own self, your energy will heal them while your psychotherapy models would be just an excuse for their healing. But the real healer will be you. But I'm not saying this to, to boost your ego. I'm telling you the truth. So there are doctors and almost everyone has knowledge of their field. But more you stay in this energy where you are impersonal, without credit, discredit, that energy itself is so healing, you know, you, you will become, patients will come to you because of unhappiness or restless mind. And if you are into that restful state, they will get what they want, even without <laughs> you saying anything. Or you might use some method, CBT or psychoanalysis model or whatever you want to do. That will be just an excuse in a way, isn't it? So there's no conflict. There's no conflict at all, actually. It is again, mind just throws some tantrums and will say, oh, how would I do it, you know, and then... And, and if, let's say, your energy pulls you into something, you might move into something else but why to plan too much all this planning comes at the mind level only when you accept everything then whatever comes it will come or if it doesn't come it will not come so I, I think you are in the right space and I would suggest you you go deeper in your own understanding of what you are this will help you to understand people better and you will in that manner you will not add any personal biases in your treatment modalities also you know mm -hmm. you will be very neutral in your approach so it is good it is very good thank you very much thank you Vanessa thank, thank you, you. Something what we do satsang for is not a, just a topic of discussion. It is a topic to live in. Something to die for, to kill, die your ego into it, you know. It is not some hypnotism or it's a theory or it's a doctrine. No, it is reality. You have to work enough to know it, that's all. And it's not that particular religious person or a particular faith person will know it and someone else who has 
who is an atheist will not know it. Anyone who works on it to know the self will know the self. It does not belong to anyone. When we stop belonging to things, then we know that. Or when we start accepting everything, then we know that. Most mysterious thing is, it is everywhere, it is in everything, it is in you, me and everything. But it is hidden and we don't know it. And the simple reason is we don't know it because we are not looking towards it. The moment we look towards it, then it is everywhere. Our attention is not there. It is just a matter of attention. Once you know it, the way you are seeing this word will end forever. You cannot again see the word like that, even if you want to. You might be able to just act like the way you were before, but it cannot be that truth. From truth, you cannot go back. It is a one-way trip. Yes, there is some time needed to establish in it and then you need support and satsang can be a very good support, some teachings, purest of teachings, some sadhana, some teacher, some guru. These supports are needed to start with because this newfound energy, you don't really know how. And it helps us to find that support in its own mysterious way. And all the support comes to your doorstep if you are sincere. But remember this energy unfolds in anyone who is longing for it. There is a word mumukshu, mumukshutva, longing, yearning for knowing it. Why it cannot come without your longing? Because that means you are longing for something else. Your energy is going somewhere else. That's all. Do you think whatever we get, we get because we, we are having a desire for it? It is not true. Sometimes we get things even when you don't desire. Sometimes you get even more when you don't desire. So on this screen of life, the images which comes and goes, you must have fed some effort, some desires in the past. But if now your intention is to know reality and you stay still, still things will come. Whatever has to come will come. Those forms will continue, but if you have found your stillness, these forms are not going to affect you. If someone says, I don't have time to know the self, he's just fooling himself or herself. Because all the time we are with our own self. Even when with you are with people or at job, you are with your own self all the time. And you don't have to move these eyes to look down. You can still do what, but there is this inner attention there which you can keep. Nobody even knows what you are doing when you keep your attention here. You can still interact, you can talk, you can do your work, but everything from the source. And then plenty of time you are driving, you are washing dishes, you are sleeping, you are sitting, you are standing, you are waiting. So much of time where you can be just 
be. And I'll tell you another important thing. The more a person becomes very dedicated, somehow in their life they get more time to be there. All these nonsense stuff drops away. So many people, things, responsibilities, they, they just drop away. If you are ready, then whole cosmos helps you. And if you are not ready, then you are always coming with a nice new excuse. Everything what we see outside is our own projection. But we are beyond this projection. We are not a projection. If we think we are a projection in form of a body-mind, then there is no end to suffering. Then I'll guarantee you nobody can be absolutely happy in this world. And then people look for wrong means for happiness in drugs, in alcohol, in indulgence. And they go take the opposite path of boosting the ego by power, by fame, by name, by money. Even, even in academic field, if you see, you see some professors are so egoistic. Writing paper should make us more humble rather than making us egoistic, you know. But anyway, um, it is each person's individual journey, how they take what they get in life, whether they become humble or they become more rigid. But more we contemplate and work, this internal work, more we come closer to the truth and then at some stage only truth is left. This is complete transformation, this is complete blossoming of the flower what you were supposed to be before the end of this life. Because we are all some little buds, we have been given a story to live, to do, not to do work or not work, doesn't matter. Rich, poor, whichever country, religion, so many different permutations and combinations. And in all that, so much of maze and so many intricacies, something brings you to the source and you, you unfold. But wherever you unfold, in whatever circumstances, whichever place, your fragrance will give peace to the world. It will bring some harmony around you. And you will not be just feeling peace. Everyone will feel peace. And I'm so happy that in our satsang group, people are from different parts of the world, blossoming at different places, so beautiful. It is so good, so nice. It is our own inner journey, you know. No one else is, can make you that, you only can. Satsang is just an external support and help that abide in yourself. That is the best you can do to yourself and to humanity and to the whole world. If you really want to do something good before you die, then know yourself. Because you are so beautiful. You are unconditioned, untainted. Know that jewel within you. And one thing I guarantee on your behalf, that nobody is born without a self. It's not that 
I have found and when you go in, you, <laughs> this is empty. There is no self. If you have a body and mind, then there is a self also, through which everything is operating. So please don't get disheartened. Everyone has a self. Know that self. If you look into teachings of Bhagwan or teachings coming from non-duality, they are quite direct teachings if you see, they are pointers also. They question the existence of the person who is doing everything, who is busy in life. You ask anyone who is suffering, ask people, why do you suffer? They will say, oh, I have to do this and I have a sick mother and my child is disabled and my boss is very rude and, you know, I lost money. This I, my, this, that. And if you ask whoever is suffering, whatever their reasons are, always there is I. Nobody challenges that I. Not even psychologists challenges that I. Rather, some of them pampers that I. But if you become a psychologist abiding in self, you can always bring them to the correct understanding of the truth. Not fixing within the mind, fixing the mind itself. How beautiful it would be. I have come across so many psychologists who has worked with me and otherwise and I always tell them to that if you abide in self and you stay there, you can help much, much more than anyone else. Prefer your own inner silence than anything else. Don't try to self-sabotage by breaking this silence. Some people always love some noise. They're traveling, they will switch on the music, coming home, switch on news or their phone. Or if there's no one, they will call someone or visit someone. Start loving yourself. Loving your presence. Know that you are purest of pure. Don't taint it with your mind as you keep affairs separate. Keep mind where it belongs to and stay where you are. Segregate, separate. Don't bring yourself to the lowness of the mind. It is very low. I know you are a very nice person, but see, you know your mind. You cannot trust it. It stays good, 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 and then it's jealous of something. It is good, 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 and then it's angry on someone. Good, 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 and then it thinks about some indulgence. <laughs> You cannot trust mind. If you cannot trust your mind, then how can you trust others' mind? Then people complain, he was my closest friend and then he did this to me. But how can you say like this? You know how the mind is. You have a mind and your friend also have a mind. 
if you can't trust your mind how can your, you you can trust your friend's mind understand the simple truth there is no way to fix mind but there is a way to detach yourself from mind and the only way we can know what we are is in this pure silence because more you spend time with you when i say you doesn't mean alone it means without mind without planning without analyzing all the time this work of the mind give it rest the best way to rest your mind is start accepting things because you know what for the example i can say ben's mind is being disturbed by ai now that ai has come and it is ruining our life and our kids i'm not saying this is right or wrong but at least it has done its job to cause disturbance to your mind same there can be millions of things abide in your own silence be with your silence more you stay with your own self more you start loving it because it it emanates this bliss peace and it brings knowledge pure knowledge with it then you don't have to look into books to know what is right what is wrong you put everything to that silence and you accept whatever the result and you can never be unhappy because you have no personal intention for anything so whatever comes you accept because there is no individual who now accepts and rejects this is all game of the mind ego is only a projection of the mind itself there is no separate ego it is just a thought it is just an i thought and such a strange thing thought is talking to thought only we become we are completely fooled by this mind people can sit hours and talking to themselves in their mind some is start actually talking i have seen people start talking some actually can also see that there is another person or hearing voices so it can go to any extreme some we call as normal and some we call as abnormal but actually it is all abnormal who is not there the driving to work and keep thinking about something crazy stupid and one thought after another you know what is this nonsense who has given permission to talk to you like this in your spare time when you want rest who keeps you busy people get up at middle of the night with a thought about something which happened 20 years ago and it is coming at middle of the night when this person wants to sleep who has given permission to mind to create so much of problem in your life who people complained about people isn't it that this person has done this thing to me but they never complained about their own mind such a strange thing even when they are complaining about others it is only a thought in their own mind which is causing this problem otherwise there is no problem transcend yourself from this mind abide in truth 
abide in Brahman. Give yourself status of the most auspicious. And one of the words for most auspicious is God. Call it God. Be with that God within you, which is you. And you will meet that God only in silence. This union only occurs in silence. It never occurs in a noisy mind. Because it needs space. And if this space is divided and filled with thoughts, you cannot have darshan of God within you. You have to create space. And understand, thoughts are accumulated because of our desires. So then the wisdom says desirelessness will lead to that union. And when we are desireless, then we accept whatever it is. And the moment we accept whatever it is, you meet with truth and you become truth. So this instrument called as body-mind works as a unitary individual entity till it thinks I am doing, I have to do, this is my job and this is my friend and this is my enemy who has conditioning mind he thinks is me. Until then he is, there is no hope. The moment it leaves all this gadget comes back to the silence, the source of everything. Now the mind cannot touch. You have transcended mind. And the mind which was full of thoughts also surrenders because there is no one to talk now. There is no ego. You have transcended that. So if small things from previous habits comes, it can be washed from that distance. It has no effect. Freedom is eternal. This freedom is not for one day, two days. And this freedom is not that you have to keep putting efforts. No. And it's not that effort is given and the freedom is lost, no. Then there is no point of this freedom which comes and goes. Then it is only like mind. Mind is like this, it comes and goes. Sometimes the mind is so strong that you hate. Sometimes the mind is talking your language and you love. And sometimes there is no mind like in deep sleep. But you are beyond mind and your happiness is not dependent on mind. This is the only difference between a saint and a worldly person. Worldly person's life is all around the mind. He or she is slave of the mind, does whatever the mind says, tries to keep mind happy as mind is, is his eternal wife or husband. <laughs> While for a saint, he has stopped giving any work to the mind and he stopped listening to the mind. So the mind is now a vestigial organ of no use and he abides his own bliss 
with or without food, with or without clothes, with or without family, with or without anything, nothing matters. External life continues the same for a saint and a worldly person, but it has a very different meaning for the two. Most of the time we are always fixing the problems and sometimes not even fixing, just thinking about the problems which we think we are having. All this is fake, useless crap. And it will continue till you have interest in it. And interest is not always that you are for desires, even you are Dislike for things is also your interest. Noise in the head is self-created and noise in the head can be stopped if you want it to be stopped. It is like a dream which continues till you want it to continue. The moment you are not interested in this dream, the dream ends. And you awaken to the truth. But both cannot continue together, that's for sure. This is the biggest dilemma. You have to choose one. And this selection is internal. It has nothing to do with your external job or work. It's not that the moment you choose pure self, you will be beggar on the street. It's not like that. But mind always plays tricks. It says, then what will happen with my finances? As if you are born with all that big bank accounts. So understand all these thoughts are only tricks of the mind. Going beyond mind is just abiding in silence, not giving importance to any thought of any type for any reason. If you, if you follow this, in no time you will be in peace, not in pieces like now. And you can practice it, you can do it, everyone can do it. Only thing is that you believe on it and you practice it and you find it. You don't need any other proof for it. When you feel peace, you know it.
I'll tell you all suffering is external and all peace is internal. I know the most fake person in this world also wants to be genuine. One thing everyone wants is they want to be genuine in front of others, even if they fake. They want that the world should feel that they are genuine, they are honest. But you cannot make anyone believe that about you. And it does not matter what others feel about you. But if you really want to be genuine, then stay in the source. Then you are the purest of pure. And all this verse continues in silence. And all this work continues throughout the day. And when you are sincere enough, it continues even in your dream. Because in dream, you get another body. And that body is devoid of this food body. So it is lighter and it shows you sometimes you are running fast or you are flying or you know because it is uh, without the sthul sharir which is lying flat it has one body less but here also that awareness is there and if you are established in awareness even there you can see all this happening and you are witnessing and then the dream passes into the deep sleep where the mind becomes dormant but the awareness is there. The bliss of awareness is manifold there. And then you wake up and then this again, the mind takes up this form, this word. But the awareness stays the same. Awareness never changes. And this awareness, once you have realized, gives you that peace, that bliss, that love all the time. And these cycles of waking, dream, sleep is only cycle of this mind. And you are not the mind. As if you have taken away energy from the mind and staying as the source. The mind cycles don't affect you. And the mind now follows you what you want out of it when you want it. But mind is at peace when you are in awareness. Because in ego level, you have raped your mind. You keep asking mind this and that and liking and disliking and gossiping. And the moment you touch awareness, you don't give any work to the mind. Your mind is so happy from you. You have found your own self and mind has found peace. So the mind doesn't disturb you, you don't disturb mind. Otherwise, what we talk with others, we gossip, we criticize, we judge, we like, we dislike, that's all the mind is. I feel that rather than mind causing problem to us, we give problem to mind. We misuse it, we abuse it.
abide in the source of pure silence within you. It is in every one of us. Be with that. Om Shanti, Shanti, Shanti. Thank you.